0: And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
1: Hi and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast, where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we have a very uh, dark story. Um, not sure how funny this will be. Because uh, we're, a, we're a comedy podcast, and we <laughs> like to do well. Karen Barnes, a dear, our one of our favorite listeners, uh, suggested this, and it was so bizarre. I thought, yeah, I want to do it, but it kind of goes against of our standards because we usually do we don't have no goddamn
2: standards no we do about?
3: remember we decided we weren't going to do kids anymore we weren't
2: going to do yeah kids. i know that I was part of my contract we put that in my contract and, look mariah and, simmer down for a second and i'm just telling you i don't even know why i'm here
1: and we don't we, we don't like to do recent but this this is kind it's happened well i guess it's not so much recent anymore it's 2003 but i mean usually we like to do old ones where people were already dead and Somehow it I I feel better about myself making fun of dead. People. I'm certainly glad, but um,
3: that's what's important.
1: But this is dark, so this is gonna we're gonna this is gonna be one where we'll uh, listener discretion is advised. It's called Eye of I, the you know, Beholder. If, the,
2: if you're listening right now, if you well, when I got to that part you got yet. no goddamn discretion anyway. So <laughs> okay,
1: topic the topic is Eye of the Beholder, convicted murderer. Andre Thomas. Andre Thomas. Man, this dude was fu- he's fucked up. He's still alive. Um,
2: that's it. Are you going to warn the people per, that this is a, a sad, adult podcast? Yeah, it's we, we good point, Chuck. We, we use we, some goddamn language in here that you might not like. We, if you don't we, like it, go find fucking go listen to Barney or do something. Barney. Barney the purple dinosaur. Get, get Veggie Tales, motherfucker. This ain't for you. If it ain't for you, fuck you. Go home. A, you know what? I'm tired of the criticism all the time, Tim, uh, Timmy. I'm tired. You can I, introduce the devil over here. You can I just introduce right the podcast? The story. Well, first you got to introduce the devil. And I'm a little tired of the way this shit. I'm a little tired of the way you're just taking control of everything, Timmy. Aren't you, devil?
3: Oh, my God. First of all, Timmy's homicidal, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it go for now.
2: Thank I've you. had two Coke Zeros today. I see
3: that. I'm on my fifth cup yeah. of coffee so
1: yeah i was at lunch and i had like four cokes and the guy came over and he said would you like a refill <laughs> I and mean, i better not i'd yeah. like to sleep sometimes i was
2: just down in my office masticating on my on my wrap what there. masticating Timmy. Uh. masticating chewing oh. i was chewing masticate to chew all I, right I, I got you that's the chew devil <laughs> <laughs> to chew she can't stop laughing <laughs> Um, let me introduce yeah, we all are,
1: But you make a good point We are a comedy podcast We use adult language So if adult language Offends
2: you Go fuck yourself
1: Please listen to a, One of the other Fine true crime podcasts Out there Like our friends With They Walk Among Us Who uh, By the way we're. I'm looking forward To meeting Ben and Rosanna they are come in here this year I'm yeah. going to Chicago When they get in I'm going to see them In Chicago and, and hopefully I'll see them In London too So I don't uh, know what's
2: going on you know, we were well, also going to. We recommend that one, but Roseanne cusses a lot. Well, she cusses a lot,
1: but she does a great job with the research and stuff. And Ben does a great job. Uh, are we going to get on with our own podcast? Uh, okay, or are we just going to keep?
2: you, well, know, we just, you uh, know what? Roseanne's pretty and Ben's handsome. It's it's really confusing you know, because. And happy, um, by not, the way, happy birthday, Roseanne! Happy Rose! I don't know which one I have a crush on.
1: But you know, Ben was. You know what he did for her birthday? He wore his History Dweebs t shirt for her. He did. Nice. He did.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I'm telling okay, you. Or if I you cannot understand. get laid if it, Well it is for Ben. If, if, I, if I wore it. You know, no. You know what? Ben could wear a goddamn burlap sack <laughs> and he's gonna show <laughs> up looking pretty hot. Good. But Lord. with the history dweebs thing, on, he was smoking. Was he? Oh, he was looking uh, good. All yeah. right. Let's uh let's get I'm have uh, to talk uh, to let, let me get my into introduction so, so that we can I think so.
1: Get into the story. Let me introduce uh, a lady who is known throughout the land in every little village and
2: Hamlet. What's As a fu- dirty, what's a- wretched whore. What's a Hamlet, <laughs> by <laughs> the way? Fuck. <laughs> you know, you chime in when he says moral compass, so I'm chiming in on yours. Oh, I, I don't see. call you a whore. <laughs> okay, I take that back. Was that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Was that out of line?
1: Brandy, what is a Hamlet, by the way? Uh, what's the difference between a Hamlet and a village? Hamlets are unincorporated. Thank you, Brandy. (laughs) She made that up. That's all right. Sound convincing. uh, She's known as Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? Let me tell you something. Okay. You both are a hyper. (laughs) Let me tell you what. I'm the calm one in this room, which is kind of frightening.
3: (laughs) Well, so this morning, the electricity goes out at our house. And it was as I was getting ready for work, so I'm like, what, whatever so I just kind of you know wash my hair down real quick and you know get up and come into work and yeah. I have had four motherfucking people today go I love your hair including me yeah. I, I thought it looked good I love your <laughs> hair I'm like what the fuck it's, it's like bedhead.
1: It's, <laughs> it's like you know you're like heroin
2: cheek just, it just it is it's it is I
3: wish I looked heroin <laughs> cheek
2: this don't you this got don't groom like, anymore I just <laughs> slept in the car last yeah. night and came to work what yeah. the fuck I'm yeah. like.
3: I even did you color it? It looks so good. I like gray hair, fucking everywhere, <laughs> shit going on. I'm like, no. No, it does look nice. It not, no, I mean, it's
1: just it not, gives you that you don't you have, have that '80s poof puffed out look. It first looks, of all, I
3: don't never have the <laughs> '80s puffed out look. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would. I need big hair to come back in a
2: big way. Yeah. It looks shorter. You got a weave or something? Is that what you're doing? No, I just shorter? pulled
3: it behind my ears because it was, you know, not doing anything.
2: Well, so, yeah. So that's
3: a, that's how my day's going. Well, it,
2: you know, when I when I grew this beard, Taylor, my son told me it gave me a edgy homeless look. That's kind of what you. That is accurate. That's what you're looking at. Today. It
3: probably is because you know my clothes were in the dryer getting the wrinkles out. That stopped. So now mm-hmm. I just I do. I look like a homeless professional that just rolled out and came yeah. into work. Yay, so me. now let,
1: let me listen. Brandy time over, so we can There's move on Brandy to Brandy to Town.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the star of the podcast, a man really who is known far and wide, far and wide as a man who's really the moral compass of our podcast. He is not a man who's who's been called an oasis in the desert of despair by no one. The very honorable, the Reverend, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are um, you today, nope. Colonel?
3: I'm not good, Timmy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not good. Wrong, Can you sorry. have a good day I'm one motherfucking you time? I'm telling
1: you I know you have. I Can know you, you say I'm fine? I know you have troubles ever? in your life, but when, after we read this story, you're feel, you're going to feel like your life is right on track.
2: No, I want you to think no, about what this, what he needs Timmy. to do is watch Hoarders, and then I'm he'll feel in better. Bed. Okay. Oh, now, Love
1: Sick. Have you seen Love Sick? No,
2: I oh, haven't watched check it yet. Yeah, it it's really good. Okay. Continue. A goddamn government shut down, Timmy. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Now think about this. I want, but it shut down, Timmy. Yes. Okay, now I want you to think about this. Could you okay? not get your TANF? About 10 o'clock every couple nights or whatever, uh, I run up to the 7-Eleven. Okay. 365 days a a uh, uh, damn year, 7-Eleven's open. 24-7. I see my friend spider behind the counter. That's why they call it 7-Eleven. Yeah, I see AM, my friend PM. spider behind the Every night, spider there, Timmy. Spider's there. What's that tell you? Does Spider have a tattoo? Spider, spider web on his elbow.
3: Yeah, on well, his neck cool.
2: too. Okay. Anyway, my point being, like, Spider can it. run an organization better than our elected representatives. Do you think Spider owns the Seven Spi- Eleven? They, I don't know. All I know is every day that I pull on that door, the Seven Eleven's open. Seven Eleven is a superior organization to our goddamn government. Vote for Spider. Okay. If we could have Spider in Washington, we'd solve all these problems. That's
3: your fucking beef today?
2: 7-Eleven can stay uh, open every year. White Castle can and, stay open, and, and, but and, a goddamn government and can't stay you open. you can
1: get a big gulp.
2: Yeah. When was the last dogs, time you got a, a big gulp from, like a hot, from a hot dog? A roller dog. Yeah. It's I got like some I cheese from our government one time. Oh, I remember they got cheese, thought. like in the 80s. Oh, that was some of the nicest shit. You I was could, like
1: it was in, like, uh, nuclear fallout shelters or something. <laughs> and they get some this you know, there
2: was nothing you could do. And, you know, I, I, we wasn't proud. We took the government cheese. There was nothing not you could do you, to make that cheese melt. Yeah. No, but it was good. Ju- no. You remember oh, was it good. made the best you cheese You remember commodities?
1: Ever. Before there was food stamps, yeah. were, they were commodities. And mm-hmm. They gave food away. Well, some nasty food. Wasn't there
3: little books you had green stamps? Yeah, I remember good yeah. stamps with it. Yeah. No, dude, you know the Kroger up at the top of the hill? Uh-huh. They sell head cheese. <laughs> 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 and that is the nastiest looking shit I yeah. have ever. I stand there because sometimes whoever I'm with has to go over the deli counter and I'm standing there, I'm like who fuck it? if I had to slice that I would lose my shit.
1: You
2: really have to be careful with I head think that, cheese. I, I think, think that comes from uncircumcised <laughs> goats. I think it does too. <laughs> I think
3: they I think it does too. Back I actually think what happens is that they fucking put the tip of their dicks in those things <laughs> in that fucking cheese, because that is the nastiest yeah. goddamn shit. Have you ever seen it?
2: I'll tell you what nastier now. Have not, you seen it?
3: Have I've you seen that seen cheese?
2: But let me tell you, it's it's an amazing herb or some kind of voodoo shit. One of our listeners, when I was talking about my my hip, sent me a tip and said, "You need to get this turmeric tea." Okay. See so how you are a turmeric tea drinker. You ever drank turmeric tea? Uh huh. It's like somebody took. I can't drink tea. Yeah, it's I'm like somebody. Tea okay, I'll, it's like. I'm trying though. Cause if it's there classy. was a, a cup of, if there was some motor oil on the side of the road, uh huh, and a panther came up and pissed in that motor oil, <laughs> yeah, and then you put it in the microwave and warmed it up real good, uh huh. It's kind of like that, yeah. And then you know what they told me? What? Try adding honey. Put some honey in it. Yeah. There ain't enough honey in the motherfucking world to, to it's make like this like stuff tom yum soup in Thailand.
1: You, it, I mean, it tastes like literally someone just rinsed boiled some water and put some dirty socks in it. I mean, that's no.
2: That's what you know. What <laughs> this actually this is like? If a homeless guy, a homeless hobo, rinsed off his gonads and the water dripped into a cup. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you, the shit's amazing. Go nuts, uh, hobo. Go, na- go, go nad nad tea. Sweat. Yeah, go nuts. Sweat tea. Yeah. But the shit, Timmy, I'm telling you, it's like magic. It lube up your hip. My and now knees you can... and my hips did not hurt for three days. Well, I don't know. It's but voodoo. I think it was a voodoo. It woman. probably they is told voodoo. Told me about it.
3: But if you've ever, if you've never seen head cheese, it's in like this gel, and it's in a loaf, and it's got like parts in it, and it's. <laughs> oh my god it's i thought head cheese thing. was
2: that stuff they collected on uncircumcised guys well i think that's off. the nickname
3: for
1: it
2: oh, okay. the, no
3: and actually i think you're thinking of famunda cheese
2: oh okay okay Fumunda. let's
1: um let's get Fumunda on with our story nuts. okay <laughs> um first of all i uh, let first of all let's uh, send our condolences to amber croup our
2: listener of uh amber three years yeah, Amber um, was one of our first listeners, and she lost her, her dear, dear, dear grandmother. She was very close to her. And we're all sorry, Amber. We're yeah. we all thinking so we're s- about you, Amber. Sending
1: you love Amber. And I would like to thank, as I mentioned, Karen Barnes for recommending this story. Again, this is kind of dark, but we'll... Kind of we'll, dark. That's okay. We're, we're ready to roll. Let's go. Are let's are get East into people it. People Come like it. on. Let's go.
2: I got a fucking day. All right.
1: We want to inform you up front, Brandy.
3: So the story do this? is
1: very dark and
3: disturbing I heard that somewhere like, It yep. discusses
1: severe mental illness oh Self-mutilation And the murder Slash dismemberment Of a woman and two children Well
3: you've given it all away now yeah. We can go home Listener's discretion
1: bad, is advised. Uh, is advised. Uh, d- Look
3: Special thanks I think you fucking warned them enough To yeah. Karen
1: Barnes for suggesting this story Did Karen story. Barnes suggest it? Yes Wasn't sure Yes okay <laughs> Who suggested this? This is the story of Andre Thomas. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> Andre Brandy was born on August 8, 1983. We're going to get trouble. And raised in Sherman, Texas, Brandy. And Sherman is a small town about 60 miles north of Dallas.
2: Oh, okay. It's Is this pertinent to the story?
1: K- well, kind of because Sherman, Texas has a hist They had a history of
3: They have lead in their water?
1: No, they have a history of. uh, Uh, How do I want to say this? Spit it out for fuck's sake. Mental illness. Well, you know, they're not the most progressive town. They they did some shady things and did some shady things with people of color in
2: Sherman, Texas before. Jimmy, let me tell you something. Yes. I went down to Madison, Indiana. Okay cool little town does this so have anything takes, to do with our store no walk into a store timmy and i was like holy hell all they sold was nazi memorabilia uh, and clam memorabilia i'm out that's all they sold yeah and i know i started looking around in and, and, and logan's with me and logan's like and logan looked at the guy working behind the counter and he's like man this is kind of fucked up stuff and the guy's like Man, there's big money in this stuff. The people collect this stuff, they will pay top dollar for nope. it. But That's blood money. Fuck that noise. They had yeah, they had clan membership cards for sale. I mean See, even I have although a, there say, is a
1: even uh, I have standards. Although before. there is a really funny podcast called How Not to Raise a Little Hitler. It's really funny. <laughs> and they look at you know they looked at not just Nazis and things, but they look like Manson and right. psycho. And they're they're uh, two ladies and they're really really funny and one of them's on our Facebook page so it's a good podcast check it out. how to, how not to raise a little Hitler okay um, well, don't
2: take them to Madison Indiana
1: <laughs> okay but anyway <laughs> no an uh, sure. I'm not why, mm-hmm. I don't want to say buy people There's people I mean this was uh, their history is it was a segregated city okay they done some shady you know they right had right some right got it trouble past anyway. Um, and speaking of troubled past, Andre uh, Thomas' family had a very troubled
3: past. No, oh.
1: his grandmother Vivian, Vivian,
3: Vivian with a V, which is close to Lillian but not. <laughs> yeah, Vivian. Vivian with a V. The zoo has a new uh, sloth oh. named Vivian. I know. I love her. Was a
1: full-blown alcoholic by the time she was in her mid-teens. Yes.
3: <laughs> Sounds like the devil. Hashtag goals. So,
1: it's hardly surprising that she fell into with drunks as well. Much like the devil and Lanny. And one of his (laughs) (laughs) names, Johnny, which would be Andre's grandfather, Grandfather. would beat Vivian regularly. I mean, I don't know if they had like a schedule, but... (laughs) (laughs) They, it, you know, that's not cool, right? Not cool, right?
2: You know when people say regular, it's like it is. Every time he had a bowel movement, he beat her because he was regular.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but it, it was. So there's some domestic violence going on. He there. was regular,
2: right? He I threatened to it.
1: kill her with a gun. Oh. I'm, I'm assuming shooting. that kind
3: of goes par. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, maybe he meant that, you know, pistol threatened. whipper. Yeah,
1: um, mm-hmm. and, and this is not cool. He once pushed no. her to the ground when she was pregnant, and it broke the child's. Baby's foot Oh damn Mm. That's rough Yeah I'm telling you This story Does not get any better
2: You know what That's I mean when you think About that That's gotta be That's force That is force And how it didn't harm Her because Now we're talking about Andre's grandparents At this point Yeah but I mean babies in and utero are, are... Cushioned. You know, the bones are real rubbery because it's hard for little kids to break their bones. Or so. Well, anyway. Well, we'll not my go. kid. My I kid managed to I do let it. Me, yeah. Let
1: me say this. Getting that cast on is a motherfucker. I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is. No, that's not funny. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Um, so, so, so his grandparents were very, you know... They had issues. Yeah, they had issues. Um, Vivian uh, was never very selective with men. She had nine children with five of them, uh, with five different guys, starting at the age of 14. There you go. Mm-hmm. After Vivian left Johnny, she married a man named Walter Martin. And the pattern continued because he was a heavy
2: drinker. And uh, there was, you know, a steady diet of domestic violence. So, you Does know. that sound like a Johnny Cash song at the beginning of a Johnny Cash lyric, After Vivian Left Johnny? That's kind of, yeah. She married a man named Walter Martin.
1: 1973, Brandy. <laughs> it's a suck song. Yeah. <laughs> During one of out. their arguments, Walter put a gun to Vivian's head.
2: Which well, she's kind of probably used to. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe Vivian, uh, and maybe I'm Vivian just saying. Maybe Vivian just shouldn't get married. <laughs> maybe Vivian. Mm. You know, it could be Vivian had a little wee bit of an attitude, too. If uh. every time, if. You know, his all I'm ne- saying he
1: needed to s- do select better partners. That's how I well, and if but, she don't you know, care about getting guns
2: put to her head. I'm not blame, blaming the victim here. but I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying if you situation. keep picking people that are putting guns to your head. Well, maybe you should just be alone. Maybe now, you need Andre, to swipe left on Tinder once in a while.
1: Andre's g- uncle named Gregory, who was 17, uh, 17 at the time, tried to pull the gun away from his mother's head, Vivian's head. And that's when uh, Walter shot him in the stomach, killing him. Oh, oh, Jesus.
2: gut shot him.
1: Yep. Walter would later boast that he planted one of Vivian's children, and he fully intent intended to plant another one day.
2: He's a great guy. Yeah. Well, fuck, she got like 38 of them. Yeah. So. Now, she had a daughter
1: named Rochelle, who was close in the age of Gregory, the one who got shot. She never really recovered from his killing. I bet. She uh, started drinking at an early age. She suffered from depression. And according to her siblings, now these are all, I, you know, in prefaces, these are all published reports I'm taking this from. So okay. uh, it's out there, so we're not breaking any new ground here. According <laughs> to her siblings, um she was sexually molested
3: by Walter. Probably. Walter yeah, we, sounds he like seems a, like the kind of guy that would do that. He, he does seem like, like yeah. a dick. I mean Yeah. All right. Rochelle's we we now. I don't know Ro- the whole story, but now, I'm thinking he's kind of a dick. So mm-hmm.
1: Rochelle's having these issues. She was her brother was murdered. She, you know, she's in this crazy family. Um she suffers. everybody's she, drinking. Everyone's drinking. She's drinking. She's, drinking. she's
3: depressed. Uh, she well, was molested. molested. molested then, right. Yeah, those, all those things are valid.
1: So Rochelle was Andre's mother, okay?
3: Okay. Now, now
1: that's just one side of the family tree we're talking about here.
3: Well, okay. now is he Walter's kid? Uh, no. no.
1: Well, we don't. I don't know that. Okay. I don't know whose kid he is. Now, maybe I do. I'm no, sorry. I Danny didn't. was. Yeah, Danny. Danny right. was You're the right. first guy. Danny Thomas, who, yeah. of course, was a great singer and a great actor. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. no, Andre's mostly absent father, his name was Danny Thomas, okay. and he came from practically the same background, a generational alcoholism, domestic violence, and mental illness, okay? So both sides of this tree are fucked up. One of his brothers, uh, Andre's brother, suffered from alcohol-induced dementia.
4: Hmm.
1: No, this is Danny's. One of Danny's brothers suffered from alcohol-induced dementia. You really have to drink a lot. Yeah, you do. Another was locked up in a state mental. Uh, now, this is what the term they used at the time: state mental retardation ward.
2: That's a little harsh.
3: Well, that's why
1: I say, you know, not this, very is, this is Texas, and the, you know,
3: this is you know, in Texas the, in the seventies. Yeah,
1: looking at both wings of the uh, family side by side is like uh, looking at a. Um, same side of uh, the same corner. It's like
2: if you took one of those papers and cut it like a snowflake, Timmy, and folded it and unfolded it. <laughs> Fucker. That's some prose you I, wrote there. I you wrote some it beautiful as I prose go. And you fucked it up. I added as I go. It was beautiful, yeah.
1: Timmy. So, anyway, the, so the family's. The family, you know. The family's fucked. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Um, But what did it all all add up to when you stacked Andre's background against the removal of people's hearts, Brandy? Fucked.
2: Removal of people's (laughs) hearts. Yeah, we're going to get to that, Colonel.
1: (laughs) Alcohol, alcohol, (laughs) violence, mental illness, trauma. This isn't an unusual background for people on death row. (laughs) It probably started with Vivian, the grandmother, who claimed to have a gift from God, Brandy. Wow. More of a torment, really. You don't know she didn't. She believed she received divine messages through dreams and visions.
3: And none of those divine messages said, hey, <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah. might not be good for you.
1: Only she didn't uh, handle the gifts, as one of her children recalled. They handled her. <laughs> so she saw her raw talent as a line that one could approach but never cross. So she she's ambivalent about these Messages from God. Yes, she's she's getting these messages from God,
2: but you know she she's she ignores them. Well, she's concerned that they might be. You hilarious. know, you know what I do, do not like to me, what? and I think it's rude. Do you ever get a message from God at like three a.m.? Sometimes. Yeah, you, I mean you're laying there you're in a deep sleep. Well, but see, he's on, the, sudden, same, your he's like, on the same.
1: He's not on the same in the same time zone. Oh, no, that's true. He's on <laughs> Mountain Time. <laughs> that's
2: a good one thanks
1: alright so Vivian grandma hold
2: on hold on. he's texting me from the cloud nice <laughs> that was a good one
1: Vivian grandma's getting messages from God now okay. this would pass through she was having to get in telegrams, the gift right that she had would pass. pass through to her children
2: oh
3: how many of them had the gift
1: uh, Rochelle had the gift um She believed that she had been chosen to hear God's messages, that her mother's gift had been passed down to her. Uh This proved to be a curse
3: for her and Andre
1: alike, because Andre's going to hear voices as
3: well. No way this could be schizophrenia or anything. Right. Right. Uh, According to the jury, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God then told Rochelle what to do, and she was certain that he was telling her son as well. So he's you know he's kind of laying out their day for them, uh, giving them instructions.
3: That's, that would be kind of nice to have all those decisions just made for mm-hmm. you. Andre was the fifth of
1: Rochelle's six children, all of them boys. Mm. Oh Jesus, it's a sausage fest in that. I it think. really is. <laughs> by the time he uh, Andre came along in 1983, Rochelle already had sons by three different men, five sons by three different men.: Five
2: she, sons, three men.
1: She moved
3: around constantly.
1: Do the
2: math. Yeah. I'd say she moved around. She moved
1: around. I don't know if it was, like, evenly distributed. She's going to be a Maury. She moved around constantly and often uh, relied on the local church to pay her utility bills. Yet, despite living in one of the most chaotic situations in which a little boy might find himself, Andre somehow thrived.
3: Hey, somebody's got to. (laughs) I know, yeah,
1: he, he received
2: a low bar in that family. So.
1: Right. He received outstanding marks in kindergarten and in first grade.
3: <laughs> that is a pretty low bar. Of
1: course, well, I mean, course I'm
3: not sure ju- that either of my children received high marks. <laughs> I, I mean, first you know, grade.
1: you're judged against yeah. your peers.
3: So. <laughs> I mean, did, he, did he
1: not eat he the He got glue? little smileys, he got more little smileys than everyone else. Huh. I don't know. But he was a good student, okay? He
2: had three brothers. And in his he class. was placed in right. the, no, he was placed
1: in the school's gifted and
3: talented program <laughs> in first grade. In first
2: grade, was second, he solving second equations? Second grade. In Whatever. So the potential in say Andre. His
1: second grade teacher described him as a strong and delightful student. Wow. he gets. It becomes less delightful as time goes. on. I was going to say. Thus, he or he wouldn't be on this podcast, right?
3: Don't you love how everybody on Maury all of a sudden becomes a geneticist? Mm-hmm. Geneticist. Yeah. Look
2: at the ears. They yeah. can't be mine. Look at them ears. Look, Look at, them at his ears. nose,
3: Maury. Yeah. Look at yeah. his nose. I'm a 1,000% sure. Y'all always 1,000% <laughs> yeah. sure. I don't make girl babies. I don't think that's how that works.
1: <laughs> Andre's mother, meanwhile, while he was in the uh, gifted program, couldn't say whether he her son went to school or not. As she would later testify, she had so many children, she simply couldn't keep track of them all.
3: Hmm, yeah. Also... So this an old lady that lived in a shoe. So this so this piece of shit mom she is... She has so many children. Well, well, she's you know she was sexually abused even, as a kid. No, I mean, but still, so she's got all these kids, and I, and I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that that's whatever yeah, that right, is. But, that but, is what it is. Right. So. But you have these kids. And you're not even sure that your six year old is going to school. You didn't even no, know. No, but
1: when he, but he is but thriving. He's, he's thriving.
3: Yeah, but evidently he's getting up and going himself. I can't yes. get oh, mine yeah. to put his own pants
1: he's on. Half the his He's grabbing his Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, yeah he's and we'll get his his into this later. We'll but, but I mean, he would attend when him. he gets into trouble later on. He attends the courts by himself. The probation officer. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on now. This is not as absurd, quite as absurd as it might sound, Brandy. I think that's not true. Thanks to. Thanks to his mother, Andre attended three different schools in three different cities in two different states, and that was just in the second grade. There you go. He was a grifter. He's a rambling, gambling man. Around third grade, Andre started telling his uh, friends that he was Raiden, a character from the video game Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Hmm. I could see that. All right. I mean, you know, if you're going to be somebody, might as well might as well be, I, I as well be a
2: badass. I tell people I'm Mario all the time.
1: It was. Did you ever think you were Laura
3: Croft? I did not. <laughs> <All right.
2: laughs> Would you bang Laura Croft?
3: Like a drum. And that is, and that he is talking about the girl on the video game, not necessarily the live action.
1: Either either
2: one, right? I didn't see the live action one. Okay, there you go. Just the it. movie. Yeah.
1: Like his mother and his grandmother before him. Andre started hearing voices. He's got the gift. Okay. He made no secret of it. Lots of people knew that Andre suffered from what professionals called auditory
2: hallucinations. What if God's really talking to you? See, that's the bullshit thing here. What if what if people are really talking to you from the grave and they say, oh, no, you have an auditory Yeah, I mean, they would have said the same thing about Moses, right? Yeah. Yeah, look, well, we wouldn't have any
1: commandments at all. You right. would have no, you would have nothing to guide your <laughs> no, life. I'd
2: have no
3: compass. <laughs> I'm always amazed at the people that that supposedly God finds to talk through. Like there's always like this one guy that's got you know like no education, no nothing, and all of a sudden you know, oh God spoke to me and he told me that I need. Which I get, like God talks to whores and you know poor whatever. I
1: do too.
2: <laughs> you know yeah. what uh, here's what i always want but i
3: mean i'm like why you pick this guy in the middle of nowhere omaha nebraska yeah whatever the fuck you pick this guy and he's the one guy in all the guys in the world that know what's going on
2: well here's what i don't get and, and it's done in a monty python movie too but do you think there were like 40 commandments and moses was just like just drop some no, not dropped him is like editing
1: as he went. No, it's <laughs> like fuck that one. That's a lot of
2: fucking bricks right there. I no cow get, fucking I ain't, hell with that. He coming up. With, yeah. I'm only gonna carry these two down. This is some. These are some heavy ass rocks.
1: Yeah, just hit the
3: highlights. Yeah, just, just give me the <laughs> yeah. key ones. That's what. Yeah, that's what.
2: Are the Ten Commandments? What are those six, cliff notes? <laughs> 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 you know, because only like two of them are illegal. Yeah. Think about that. Well, and you got murder. What's which no, do Death, not murder, stealing. do not steal. Uh-huh. Those don't are covet
1: your ones. wife's ass or your neighbor's ass. Yeah, your neighbor's. I mean, your neighbor's wise, wife's ass. That's
2: considered rude, <laughs> but I mean, it's not <laughs> illegal. But, I, mean, I, I so, depends on what her ass looks don't like. Don't you think if the commandments they ought to be illegal? So what we, uh, wait, so wait, what wait, we wait have wait, are wait, commandment wait. cliff notes.
1: Let's let's see if the uh, Colonel can name the Ten Commandments.
2: Okay, oh. uh, there's only you know what, as as our Lord Jesus said, there are but two commandments. No, th- no, there's no. yes he did, that. yes he did, yes he did. He said, "Love that God above all other, and love thy brothers as And all If right. you do that, the other eight will follow. And na- name the name the ten. Name the ten commandments. Yes. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not look uh, at porn. Uh? <laughs> Watch porn. Yes, that one's on there. <laughs> oh yeah, thou, thou, that's in there. Thou shalt not uh, it's have fine white Brent. wine with red meat. All right, you can't do look him not. up. Look him up. No, I, the Ten Commandments. I could I could scroll through those and and I could Thanks clearly you, you not. I, I break four of them on the way to work every day. All right, the devil does. I mean. All right. Back
1: to the story. All right, we're back with Andre. He's starting to hear voices. At age ten, he attempted suicide by slitting his wrist. Oh. He would try again three years later by sawing his arm with a butcher's knife.
2: God damn! So
1: wow! Disturbed little child. Did his mother notice? I don't know. He also began dabbing in dabbling in petty crimes. Brandy, not surprising. When he was eleven, he was charged with criminal mischief after damaging some golf carts, and later with theft for stealing a car and driving it into a ditch. See, he was eleven
3: years old can't see over the dashboard. Yeah,
1: don't steal your ca- a car until you can drive. You shouldn't have your license. You can get all kind of trouble.
3: Well, and you know, and if it's a stick shift.
1: Oh yeah, you're fucked.
3: Yeah, as an 11-year-old, you're fucked. Hell, no, I can't. He faced steal a stick shift. the
1: consequences, Brandy, alone. Of course he did. No parent or guardian was on hand to support him when he first met with his probation officer or appeared in court. Of course not. Yeah, this is a pretty fucked up story. Um, his mother often would find excuses to miss appointments. On one occasion, telling the probation officer it was just too cold for her son to go outside. Well, maybe it was. Well, they're in Texas, one. And second, I, I think you kind of you know, you have to make those appointments with your probation officer, your PO. Mm. They, get, they get pissed off. They're suggested. You. As Andre grew older, his grades slipped. And he was forced to repeat the seventh grade. Not sure why that's important, but I just include that there for background. Right. He managed to climb back into the gifted and talented program despite his regression, Uh, but his uh, family life uh, continued to deteriorate. When his mother told him to plan to move, she planned to move the family to Oklahoma. He informed his probation officer and a judge placed him in juvenile detention facility because they're like, no, that's probably better for him. Yeah, exactly. The justice system would become Andre's surrogate parent, keeping tabs on his whereabouts and overseeing his uh, life. He once asked a judge for a work permit so he could pay off the restitution and court fees only only to be told that he was 14 and too young to work. Well, that's so, I mean, you know, this kid's already in big-time trouble when he's 14 years old. He's, he's trying, trying to, to work. He's though? trying to well, make it exactly, right. Exactly, exactly. Some of himself. At age 16, on top of all his other problems, Andre became a
2: father. You shall have no other gods before oh, me, Oh, here Timmy. we go. He found the Ten Commandments. Yeah. No, I'm just going to burn go. out here. Now, just I'm just gonna let them sink in. You I okay. have no other guys before me.
1: Okay. You stepped on my line that at age 16, Andre become a father. It's kind of key here. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. heading he had been seeing a woman by the name of Laura Boren for several years. And he's 16, so I don't know how you see someone for several years. I guess you know, they, they go say, to school together. You know, they
3: maybe. they're going together.
1: Yeah, they were going together for a few years. Andre dropped out of school at 16 when Laura became pregnant. He earned his GED and began doing various low-wage jobs, at one point digging graves at Sherman's West Hill Cemetery. Okay. okay.
2: Respect your mother and father to me.
1: I always do. The couple found their own place for a while, but later ended up moving in with Laura's parents and then later on with Andre's mother. Ugh. So, yeah. You devil, you shall not
2: misuse the name of the Lord, your God.
3: The couple got married on Andre's 18th birthday. You know, I'm just not sure how she's thinking this is a good idea. Who? Which one? Any of them? Well, <laughs> right, Laura.
1: Yeah. Well, the couple got married on Andre's 18th birthday. Um and I'm just going to, I don't think I mentioned this. I mean, I, I mentioned the racial overtones earlier for just for face sake. Andre is African-American. Yes. Laura is white. Okay. Okay. Um, so their neighbors were
2: probably real friendly to him.
1: They got, got married. The I mean, this comes to play when we get to the, the uh, trial. They got married on Andre's 18th birthday and yes. his mother, Rochelle, kicked them out of her house two weeks later. There you go. With nowhere uh, they could go together, live to to live. He the newly probably wed-
2: was not respecting his father and mother. Typically.
1: The newlyweds parted ways. Brandy,
2: do you think one of them might have committed adultery?
3: Now remember, she's got a kid. Why did you tell him to look this shit up? Now, uh-huh. now it's going to go on forever. Uh, Andre's already look broke up one porn titles. Stolen. They're funnier. <laughs> okay,
1: Laura took little Andre, and hit their baby, back to her parents' house. And Andre moved in with his brother. After four and a half months, they separated for good. Okay, So, so she got out. She got out. Andre's world, already tenuous, was falling apart, Brandy, at this point. He loved Laura. He loved his son. He, he lost some of his seasonal work mowing grass and struggled to pay for heat and electricity. And because his place lacked utilities... Uh, Laura would not let him visit with his son. So she didn't want her son over to his well, no. empty apartment with no electricity or Right.
2: Okay. One of those helicopter parents. Yeah. Yeah. Andre
1: mm-hmm. remarked to his father that he was in a circle that he just couldn't break out of. He kept trying, though, and he sought out counseling for his suicidal feelings and for the voices that wouldn't keep quiet in his head. By the time he was 19, they were blaring in his head like a brass band. You like that, Colonel? Did he mm-hmm. get counseling? In a night, nightmarish parade. Oh, yeah, he, he, his, his, listen to this. Spit it out there, Elmer. The voices in his head, by the time he was 19, the voices in his head were blaring in his head like a brass band in a nightmarish oh, parade.
2: Timmy, I am fully a wreck. That is so sweet. Gross. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. Gross. And at, at, uh, come on, that's some pros. At, come on, Keats ain't writing nothing like that. Oh. And during uh, during his not-
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds.
3: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
1: 19th year, he attempted suicide four times.
3: So did he ever find counseling? You didn't answer my question. No,
1: he sought t- counseling. Did he find it? No, he... Uh, you'll Not surprised. We'll get to it in a bit later. At the time of the murders that we're going to talk about um, in a bit, Brandy, you're going to talk about, the uh, Andre's behavior grew even weirder, Brandy.
2: He tried to commit suicide how many times? Uh,
1: at least seven. And four in just in one, one year. That's got to be tough on your self-esteem. So now Brandy is going to tell us about what happens next. Give it to us, Devil. Come on. Yes.
3: So Andre would stop talking for days at a time. He would put duct tape over his own mouth. I wish he would try that. F- fuck you. <laughs>
1: We need to get, uh, you know, uh, who to try.
3: He fixated on the dollar bill, <laughs> imagining. Well, I've, I've been fixated on the dollar bill most of my life. I don't know if that is a. <laughs> well, he was imagining a code for his salvation amongst its symbols. Oh, he's oh, on yeah.
1: that whole uh, that uh Literati. Uh, yeah. Belluminati. Belluminati. Belluminati, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, watch out for the Belluminati. Three weeks before the
3: killings, he overdosed <laughs> on Choracidin. It's a brand of cough medicine, and wound up at a mental health facility in Sherman, where he asked the staff to kill him.
1: Now, it, 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 the tragic thing is he tried to commit suicide by taking cough syrup. The good thing is he didn't; his cough went away.
2: It did go away. Perfect. He could smoke all he wanted.
1: All right, so he's trying. He's still doing his suicidal behavior.
3: Yes, okay. life is too much for me to handle. He had told him. Somehow, these dumb motherfuckers let him leave. On his assurance, because, you know, word is bond. Uh, and he seems
1: like a well-adjusted <laughs> young <sure man.
3: laughs> That he's going straight to a nearby hospital. When he failed to show up, shocker, a warrant went out for his immediate apprehension, but the police failed to enforce it. Well, Andre well, was,
2: uh, he looked like a guy you could trust.
3: Well,
1: sure. and here's the thing: uh, when they they put out a uh, they put out a warrant, they don't actually all the time actually see you guys. No, like right? If they run into you, right?
2: Not me. Every time they put out a warrant <laughs> for me, they show up. Well, they know, the know where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. They don't. You're not a. They don't just wait to stumble across my. You're ass. not a bright I mean. criminal. You just <laughs> kind of sit there and wait <laughs> yeah. for them to come.
3: Two days before the killings, Andre overdosed again, and. Stabbed himself with a knife. He walked into the ER at the Texoma Medical Center, where an attending physician deemed him suicidal. Hey, way to go, guy! Somebody got his diagnosis right, and quoted him saying, "He's got
1: the knife sticking out of him." Sure,
3: this guy might be suicidal.
1: That's one of the. That's one of the key. 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 <laughs> it's a clue yeah. when you got a
2: knife sticking out of your neck. Yeah, it's it's a sign.
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, and Andre evidently told him that he was trying to cross over into heaven. Thomas, the ER doctor wrote, is psychotic. He thinks some. He thinks something like holodeck on Star Trek is happening to him. I I'm not a Trekkie, so I'm not sure I, what that uh, is. You get
1: that
2: reference, Colonel? I'm not a Trekkie either. No.
3: Okay. Uh, let's see. The doctor would later testify that Andre was really. Well, the holodeck.
2: Hold on, the holodeck is where they stood with those beam things. I don't know. Where they would say beam us, Scotty, and they'd all be. Uh, so he thought he there. was being
1: beamed up or something. Yeah,
2: he thought he was getting transported around. Um, We're gonna, you know, in this group of dweebs, there's a bunch. Oh of Star yeah, somebody, Wars on I mean, somebody will know somebody will know it. it. Uh, the, lo-
3: the doctor would later testify that Andre was really mm. mentally ill, and that's in quotes. So that's his, you know, professional, really, really, really professional Ill. diagnosis. I ain't fucking around here now. This guy's really mentally ill. As if to stress that this wasn't just your run-of-the-mill crazy person.
2: Mm. Ain't your garden garden variety crazy? Uh,
3: no. Finally, the patient wanted to know whether he had... Um, f- let me just <laughs> correct a colonel. <kernel>. He cra- <laughs> He's crazy
1: as he should. The should holodeck have. is a reference to a plot in Star Trek in which oh. uh, the uh, participants engage in different virtual reality environments. It has nothing to do with... Uh, you know, uh, transporting like he was well How the
2: fuck would I know? I ain't <laughs> well, then why did you tra- wager
3: a guess? <laughs> huh? Why did you wager a guess? Why didn't you just shut the fuck up and let us move forward? Why did you wager a guess? Because I, you didn't know what the fuck you were saying. He said it was such conviction. You I
2: no, I was speculating. Well, no, he has to have something
3: to say. I was speculating. He's got to have something to say. All I the had time. something to say. Yeah. I had something to say, guys. <laughs> but that it was, was wrong. I got something to say, Vivian. Yeah. but much like most things
2: that you say, it was wrong and useless. <laughs> you gonna just you gonna read this motherfucker? or you're just I'm trying, but You me just gonna criticize me? What are you gonna do? Bullshit. All right, continue, like Brandi.
1: I'm sorry, I had to came correct from the homeless Correct
3: the motherfucker. I, know, I do look like I'm homeless. Love your hair. Love your hair. Fuck off. All right. So
2: look finally, like Dorothy the patient Hamill coming in here. <laughs> what? Look like Dorothy Hamill <laughs> I do, showing I
3: need some skates. Finally, the patient wanted to know whether he had volunteered for his life or been forced to live it. Maybe that was the final straw. The doctor referred Andre to the hospital's mental health unit and filled out an emergency detention order to hold him against his will.
2: You know, Andre asks a deep, deep philosophical question, though. What's that? Because ain't none of us, ain't none of us has to be born. You know. So did he volunteer for his life or has he been forced to live it?
1: It is a philosophical question, but, Colonel, you, I'm sure you can relate to being uh, institutionalized against your will. I have.
2: No, I signed myself involuntarily today. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> in qu- air quotes. But, <laughs> Voluntarily.
3: Right. But while staffers waited for a judge to sign the order, Andre wandered off. Well, he's <laughs> <It's> a busy <laughs> man. <laughs> well, Places to go as the, in, the, sea. As that the intention of a gnat. <laughs> that orderly had one job. <laughs>
1: One job. Yeah, you want to keep the you want to keep an eye on the guy with the uh, with the knife, knife sticking out of, of him. his neck. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you, you knew who they needed. Spider. They didn't need would
1: Spider. Would
3: it. Uh The hospital called the police, but there was no evidence that officers went looking for him at the home of his mother or any of his other relatives.
2: Yeah, the fuck they look.
1: The, the point here <laughs> is that don't know. the mental health system is. Felony. Oh, the mental yeah. health system is awful. Don't get me started. The school systems failing. The judicial system is failing. But continue.
3: Yeah. Well, everything, nobody, there's nobody that's done this guy right. Right. That one doctor tried to, and, you know, he wandered off. Because he was really, really crazy. Right. So the next time, anyway, saw him, he was walking into the Sherman police station to confess to killing his family. Okay. Well, that's disturbing.
1: It, It gets worse.
3: Are you ready? Yeah, oh, this
1: is, no. No, no joke in here, this is pretty bad. On
3: March 27, 2004, Andre Thomas stabbed to death his 20-year-old estranged wife, Laura Borden, their 4-year-old son, and her 13-month-old daughter in his wife's home. He used a different knife to murder each member of his family, while he explain, which he explained to authorities was so he didn't cross-contaminate their blood and allow the demons inside them to live. He proceeded to cut out his children's hearts. Oh, for fuck's sake. And inadvertently remove a piece of his wife's lung instead of her heart. Well, he was no surgeon. Was the little girl his? Yeah. Uh,
1: I yeah. believe I believe the son was his, but the girl was from another father, I believe.
3: From another relationship. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He stabbed himself in the chest, but did not die. This fucker's like Rasputin, for
1: this real. This
2: motherfucker, he, Yeah. how many times has he stabbed <laughs> himself?
1: I, I don't know. He, he's committed suicide at least nine or ten times at this or point. Or he's tried to commit
3: suicide. Tried to commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So, all right. So, he stabs himself in the chest, but he did not die. So, he placed the organs in his pockets, because where else would you put them, and walked to his house. Later, moving the, moving the hearts and piece of lung to a paper bag and throwing them in the garbage. He called his now dead wife's parents and left a voicemail. Uh... Shit well and I'm gonna You're gonna read the voicemail I'm gonna read this voicemail here Uh, Sherry this is Andre I need y'all's help Something bad is happening to me And it keeps happening And I don't know what's going on I need some help I think I'm in hell I need help Someone needs to come and help me I need help bad I'm desperate I'm afraid to go to sleep So when you get this message Come by the house please Hello you might wonder what Andre was thinking when he removed the children's hearts and placed them in his pockets to take home, along with the piece of Laura's lung, which he mistook for her heart. By his own account, he'd received a message from God, telling him to kill Jezebel, the Antichrist, and a related evil spirit.
2: The only you other better hope nobody around here ever gets one of those messages, devil. No kidding. No, then we're all fucked. I'll be coming right after you.
3: Yeah. The only other clue was the dollar bill he had folded lengthwise. And left next to his wife's leg, exposed the pyramid with the eye on the top. Exposing the pyramid with the eye on the top.
1: So he's finding some sim- symbolism in this dollar bill for some reason. Well,
3: pull out a dollar bill and okay. look at the back for yourself. I will. Above the eyes are the words "annuit." Was it co- copi- "coptus"? Coptus. Uh-
2: coetus. Annuit, co Annual, annual Coetus. No, it's no, no, it means sex once a year. What
3: does it mean, Brandy?
2: Well, how do you say it? You're the Latin guy.
1: I I don't know. Anuit
2: coeptus.
1: I don't have a dollar bill. Anuit
2: coeptus. Uh,
3: He approves our undertakings, is what it means. Okay, so he
1: saw it as a divine message.
3: It's likely you haven't thought much about this, but Andre did, for hours at a time. Maybe he was seeking approval, but the dollar bill seemed to confirm the words that kept pounding in his head.
2: Motherfucker couldn't figure out the way to kill himself right, but he could read Latin? But two days
3: later, when he was confessing his crime to the police... He called the eye at the top of the pyramid evil. A day after that, he explained that he was the 13th warrior on the dollar bill. It just so happens there are 13 steps on the pyramid for the 13 original states, but no reference to warriors. His wife and kids weren't really dead, Andre told the jailhouse nurse. He removed their hearts to free them from evil. So he's in the gifted program and doesn't realize that people need those to live. Yeah. Andre refused the antipsychotic medication the jail doctors prescribed him, but at least he had the Bible, and when he wasn't acting belligerently or gesturing wildly or ranting about evil, he would read from it. One can only wonder what he thought when he turned to Matthew 5.29, particularly in the light of his obsession with the eye on the pyramid. If your right eye causes you sin, the passage reads, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown
2: into hell. He's right there. He's right there. Timmy, that excessive masturbation, you should chop off your hand, son.
1: Well, I guess it's better than chopping off your
2: dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plus, yeah. you still, plus, you still got another hand if you want to go That's to what hell. Timmy does is look on the bright side.
1: <laughs> yeah. You still buying a pillow.
2: Hump, a, hump a leg. <laughs> yeah. So...
3: This is precisely what Andre did. Yeah. Sitting in his cell, reading the Bible, he gouged out his right eye with his fingers. Uh, Oh, Now that that takes some commitment right there. (laughs) Had it finally dawned on him six days after the killings what he had done? Mm. There's a word for almost everything in this world, and there is a word for the intentional removal of one's own eye. Auto-enucleation. What little me- medical literature exists on this, uh, state, uh, on on this, psychosis. it states the obvious. Yeah. yeah, it's an extraordinarily rare form of self mutilation brought on by extreme psychosis. It occurs with paranoid delusions, often of a religious nature, that accompanies schizophrenia and is occasionally referred, excuse me, referred to as etipism. Oedipi- Oedip- yes. That motherfucker. I know. Dude, that fire was crazy. <laughs> of course, what would you do if you screwed your mom?
2: You're gross, devil.
3: That's the fucking story of Oedipus, you I know, that's bastard. why I said that Open motherfucker. Open a book. But that's mo- why I said that motherfucker, dead. you missed he, the joke. He wouldn't do that. Open a book, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: Get out of the way. Do you ever see that... I think it's a Mel Brooks when he's walking down Oedipus. He's got the dark glasses oh, on. Oh, yeah, and he bumps into the guy. Odyssepus. He's and, the town drunk with one eye. <laughs> right. But anyway, <laughs> he, bangs his mother. He bumps into him and he goes, Watch where you're going, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was oh, this, my God. What was this thing? I always get the uh, Oedipus complex. I always always think of uh, Cyclops for some reason. Oh. <laughs>
2: What's up, you <laughs> know, I the right here uh, this came up and this not all is related, but nah. we have a post on a uh, Of course, it's not related today, um, from Chelsea, Chelsea Neal uh-huh. about a job interview. And the guy said, do you have your husband's permission to be here? Did you see that?
1: Yes, I did. And it has nothing to do with this podcast. It does. OK, it does.
2: Because devil, you are around two extremely handsome men doing the podcast.
1: A lot of listeners do write in and ask. ask do you, what, you have
2: how, your p- husband's permission to be here?
1: Well, no, a lot of, a lot of them have asked, uh, write in and asked what it's like for Brandy to do a podcast with two very attractive co-hosts.
3: And I say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is All what right, I say. So, Do you have his permission? <laughs> All
1: right. So Andre gouges out his eye.
3: Right. So for those that don't know, uh, it's a reference to the myth of Oedipus the King who blinds himself after learning that he has fulfilled a prophecy by murdering his father and sleeping with his mother.
1: Right, and it's of course. For Oedipus,
3: it was mm-hmm. not schizophrenia or delusions, but rather his own guilt and the merciless fates that caused him to stab out his eyes, I believe with a hat pin or something like that. A hat like, pin. And then,
1: yeah. of course, Oedipus Complex yeah. uh, was, was a, a theory uh, proposed by Freud, Freud yes. saying, you know, basically you love your mother.
2: Well, it was Norman Bates. Oedipus had he did butt stuff too. Okay,
1: he get boner. For
2: (laughs) Oedipus, he did what? God damn it! He get a boner
3: (laughs) (laughs) after removing his eye. Yes, Andre was placed in a secure wing of the North North Texas State Hospital. uh,
1: Closing the barn door after the (laughs) horses are out, right?
3: (laughs) Well, the horses, the cows. (laughs) Everything else okay, in there. Okay, so they they put him Fucking in there. Fucking three-legged a, dog got out. So I mean, everything. There, he,
1: he's, his actions are causing them concern. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. But those doctors later pronounced him fit to stand trial.
1: Oh well. Okay.
3: When Andre took his eye out, the legal proceedings stopped in their tracks. Who knew what the man might say or do in front of twelve jurors? Could pop <laughs> out his other eye. He could, he could
2: throw oh, poo at him.
1: Just wait. For, it's not over yet
3: <laughs> for starters but well, for starters well look at this the authorities quickly equipped him with big mittens <laughs> otherwise probably known as pot holders fastened to his wrist to prevent their removal
2: and, and it's very handy when taking out eye. a, a yeah okay. <laughs> Exactly. When you got you got a souffle, and you oven? never know when you're well, going to have to. You don't do that. know if you're going to pop out an eye or take out a souffle. Okay, so they're taking some precautions now that he <laughs> gouged out his own. Well, arm. yeah, All now right.
3: that they're giving wait a minute, now they're giving him the same treatment as you give a kid with poison ivy.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, let's see. All of them finally said that Andre suffered from some form of schizophrenia. You think Chuck could have made that diagnosis? I see no one. And Chuck shit. can't spell it. But you know what?
1: <laughs> we, I mean.
2: Steve, you wanted to see that one from a hundred years. You don't years. want to
1: imply that everyone schizophrenia would go around doing crazy shit like this. It's just this no. guy was not being treated. No,
2: he wasn't. Right. He, Although he was you failed, know, he was failed by everyone. The, some some of the insane people, as a rule, are not that dangerous, right? Until you get to the paranoid schizophrenics. Well, yeah, because they believe that people are out to and harm he, them, right?
1: And, and they're hard to, they're hard to treat because they're hard to get trust. But if they're taking their medication, they can, they can be just as Normal was Chuck. I don't know about <laughs> that.
2: No, I don't know.
1: Continue, Brandy.
3: All right. So So then, he's
1: sitting in a cell, big mittens and one eye. Well <laughs> Right. Uh, right. I wonder right. if he got yeah.
2: a patch. Oh well, so then, it, it, so it, then,
1: we're not we're not done
2: yet. Arg, lady, not guilty. No, so, we're not done yet. Hold on. So they
3: pronounce him fit to stand trial. All right. So then he pops out. I don't know. Obviously, he's so a well-adjusted individual. Well, so then they declare responsible
1: for his actions. So then
3: they declare him incompetent to stand trial because I don't know. He comes in, or this is out of order, but anyway. So he's off. They ship him back off to the state hospital where he continued to hear voices and talk to himself and seemed to have a reoccurring dream where scorpions and tarantulas were trying to eat him. Ooh, that would suck. At the end of 47 days of evaluations and medications, the doctors concluded that most of his hallucinations were substance-induced. Well, that's ignorant. His discharge, which,
1: is, which is weird in the fact that he's institutionalized. Well, where's he getting substance, I guess, unless it's the, over the, the medication uh, the they're giving him. The corocidin.
2: The robitussin. You'll have robitussin. that. He's the robitussin. Shit, man. Some tussin. Mm-hmm. That he's the Tussin killer. We
1: used to have an old guy in our neighborhood. He would call His nickname was uh, Cough Syrup. And he, he, <laughs> that's he, uh, not
2: a very catchy name. No,
1: but he would. I mean, that's so. That's he wouldn't drink alcohol. Or anything he just drink cough syrup.
3: Probably. Oh, I had a great grandpa that would drink Scope when it had all the alcohol and shit mm-hmm. in it. He would drink Scope.
1: Yeah, I just stick to my ambassol. I'm
3: and Listerine.
1: At least he have good
2: breath? Well.
3: Here's the thing with you. That's like a really weird. We need to have an intervention on that. We
2: do. That's a, that's some kind of fetish or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird a thing. fetish? I don't get all sexually <laughs> from Amazon. Right, I think you got one one finger on your gums <laughs> and one on your No, Johnson. but I tell you what. I mean, what if you
3: put the same finger on it. <laughs> no, Johnson? but I tell you what. Here's a mistake it it that I made before. <laughs> you held it peeing and you broke it broke down. Oh, No, no here's a mistake Amazon.
1: I made before i sore, my been exercising, had some sore calves, so I put some Bengay on it. And then I had to pee. Mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom and forgot that I had Bengay on my hands.
2: That's spectacular. Uh, here, it you burns know, like
1: a mother, let me tell you. Here's
2: a public service announcement for you people that like Battery to hike out kernel. in the woods. <laughs> yeah. When you're out in the woods hiking and you got to pee, if you're a man, rinse off your hands before you pee. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that happened to me. I had to get. A no, I'm. I'm shot.
1: serious about the being gay. I mean, it, it burns. Okay. Oh yeah, it burns. All I right. Mean, I mean, it was burning. I was like, you know, it felt like I don't know, like I had gonorrhea or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but it felt like that. I'm not Can sure. We, you know, I, I, <laughs> if if I, you know, what I would assume that it feels like.
2: Did he just hand you a shovel and tell you to start digging?
1: <laughs> Continue, Brandy. Okay, you know so they used to
2: take gonorrhea and slam their dicks in the window
1: to get it, get rid of
2: it, to try to get rid of That'll it. That'll work. Or slam a book on it, try to get all the pus out of there. Yeah, they thought. Yeah, they thought <laughs> if they could clear the pus out real good, so they take you know your dick, put it between two books, slam it, or they y- take your dick and slam
1: you know it and that, down the, on the, it. Um, a lot, you know. We talk about consumption all the time. Tuberculosis mm-hmm. kill people the, uh, the um, gonorrhea in the early 20th century killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. And you get that, Brandy, when you have sex with people without protection, they yeah. carry diseases. Yeah. And so Bad disease. When you have so, sex
2: with a lot of people. Yeah, like you, well, like, well, you, did. you did. Yeah.
1: But. <laughs> Whore. <laughs> No, I'm not saying Fuck, that. I'm sitting over here minding my business. <laughs> you were a young, attractive college student. <laughs> you're trying to get you're trying to get through school. You every, don't have the academics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> every place should have a dick checker, doesn't it? Hey, you know, she was on scholarship, Timmy. She had to keep it to yeah, three point two keep your, average. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, no
1: one's idea. we're not blaming you or anything. We just say oh. you gotta be careful because <laughs> yeah. you know, that's uh, uh, that gonorrhea is pretty serious stuff.
2: If I didn't know history, I would have done the same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good for me and the colonel, we're yeah. we're intelligent. We yeah. didn't have to sleep with our professors. But we love you, Brandy. Continue, please, with your He's te- she's texting Renee again. We <laughs> got <Forgot> you. Uh, <laughs> You'll be adding this podcast <laughs> yeah.
2: tonight. We're uh, come on. You got us on on, on the edge of our seats here, devil.
3: Fuck
1: you, bro <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Franny. Continue. We're we're sorry.
2: We're sorry. we did not mean to imply to you as but a woman when, uh, of loose It was walls.
1: a a it was uh, a condition that, that killed a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people died of gonorrhea in
2: uh, early twentieth century. Gonorrhea, gonorrhea, gonorrhea. gonorrhea. Oh,
3: continue nice. brandy can i
2: please bring this prose to life girl
3: all right so this discharge order seemed contradictory she said discharge <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> 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 okay
1: okay good. we're sorry brandy okay. please continue we, we keep, love you continue keep reading.
3: love your hair keep reading. love your hair <laughs> love that hair girl all right so his discharge order seemed contradictory Doctor said that Andre was malingering by exaggerating his mental illness, and yet they still made him wear the mittens throughout his stay.
2: That was just for fun.
3: Nothing says exaggerating your nothing puts that point home. Exaggerating <laughs> your men- <laughs> mental illness like popping your own eyeball out. <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. crazy. It's like malingering. Yeah. <laughs> they also noted he if was. If he was
2: committed, he'd have popped out of the eye. Uh, stay <laughs> tuned. <It was> really. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They also noted that he was consistently cooperative with staff, behavior that is not at all typical of malingerers.
1: Well, because then they're playing them, right? If you're playing someone, you're going to act weird toward everybody. You're not going to be compliant.
3: Okay. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Andre was now competent to stand trial, they wrote, and the court so found. Still, the eyeball issue had gotten everybody's attention. At one point, as it will do...
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
3: At one point, the district attorney it's of Grayson County had called it the desperate act of a man who feared punishment. I don't think that's it. <laughs> yeah. He popped his eyeball out. I think he's doling out his Let's own see punishment. you do that, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> but as the trial date approached, the prosecution seemed more circumspect. After all, the defense would surely argue that Andrew was insane and could even the most hardened DA argue that he was faking it? She said hardened. That he had scooped out his own eye to manipulate the jury. She said a
1: little bit too fast. She said harden.
3: For the prosecution, one big decision remained. Would the state seek the death penalty? After all, no murder, no matter how heinous, depraved, or just plain bizarre, requires it. Ever since the Supreme Court outlawed mandatory death sentences thirty seven years ago, these decisions have been left to the prosecutors. In Texas, district attorneys have used their discretion broadly. Not only in seeking the death penalty, but also making sure it's carried out.
1: Yeah, Texas is for those our friends outside the United States. Texas uh, is pretty aggressive when it comes to instituting the death penalty. Is that fair, fair, fair to say,
2: Colonel? It it you know what, and and we don't like to go into political things or whatever, but they have truly the most fucked up system for the death penalty down there in the whole country.
1: Yeah, they're very aggressive when it it's comes. It's not to that
2: they're very aggressive. The judge uh, you could do a whole podcast on it. The judge appoints the the defense attorney and if the defense attorney aggravates the judge, the ju- he just doesn't get any more cases. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's, it yeah. I mean in no, oh, it it's a mess. It's a mess. And and I'm not somebody I'm not saying I'm pro or anti-death penalty or anything else but anyway the lone star state, and you'll see from the rest is, it's responsible for 37 of all the executions in the united states since 1977
1: so 50 states texas 50 is, states texas is responsible for almost half
2: yeah okay this discretion now the discretion has limits race for one cannot be considered at all not to say it never is, but that is unconstitutional to do so. But it seems to play a big role in capital cases, especially in one like the Thomas case, where the victim is white and the defendant is black. Lauren Bourne Thomas, Andre's late, late wife, was black. No, or no, was no, white. General, no, I'm she sorry, was white. She, he was black, she was white. Mm-hmm. The children were killed were a mixed race. Now, these facts, and uh, and this is... um, well, And
1: I didn't put all the testimony in, but at one point, the... Uh, it was an all-white jury and at one point Close the prosecutor pointed to Andre and said would you want your daughter dating someone like him
2: hmm.
1: I mean you could look at it yeah okay he they were talking about someone who gouged out his own eyeball yeah right but there in was, fairness
2: I wouldn't want my daughter dating somebody like him. exactly
1: but there was an implication also that yeah. it was, they were race fading during but anyway continue
2: but um Now, these these facts were particularly important when it came to jury selection. Um, For the jurors, eventual jurors on the thing said they were opposed to people of mixed race backgrounds marrying or having children. So they even thought that was bad. He had had four lined up against him before he even went in. One even stated he did not believe that God intended this. Andre's court of lawyers did not object. Yeah, And the juror was seated. They're good.
1: Yeah, yeah, seem are, over-minded. yeah,
2: I'm good with them. Yeah, they're good. When all was said and done, the entire jury, not to mention the judge, all the lawyers, the janitor, the groundskeeper, um have, well, they were all white to me. Yes. They were all white. It was it was uh, Yeah,
1: they have a weird system there. They call shuffling, and I didn't go into it in the in the script, but basically they put jurors in this room and if one's not selected, they they shuffle them around. Yeah. And, like, on the third try, you have to take whatever, you right. know, the first 12 people. Yeah, And in this case, they all happen to be white.
2: Yeah. After a short trial, Andre was found guilty of murder. Get the fuck out. Given the grisly details of the crime and the eyeball incident, more than a few observers were undoubtedly left wondering how a crazy person could still face execu- execution. Um, there's no answer to this. State courts around the country have struggled to define intellectual disability, also known as mental retardation, since 2002, when the Supreme Court ruled that retarded people are exempt from capital punishment. Yeah, uh, that's the words that, that the courts use.
1: Yeah, and they don't. But there's no clear definition of what that of what is. what it is,
2: right? Right. It's also the high court has also banned the execution who is in of anyone under 18 at the time of his crime, but. No court has ruled that severe mental illness makes a person ineligible for the death penalty. Now the general generally applied law is that an insanity defense would only be available to someone who cannot understand the nature and quality of his act.
1: Yeah, and, it's called the McNaughton rule. The McNaughton rule yeah.
2: and it basically I'll explain that to me. I'm not thank, a lawyer, but Thank you, Colonel. The McNaughton rule basically says would that person have committed that act with a a policeman at his elbow, basically. Yeah. Were they compelled to do so so strongly, or were they so out of touch with reality that they could not determine they could right they, or wrong? They, right. And so.
1: and I think one could argue that this is clearly a case where he he was not. I mean, he couldn't distinguish between what he didn't know what the hell was going on. He yeah.
2: popped out his own fucking eye. Yeah. Well, his his trial hinged on this very question, and uh, but with one wrinkle. In Texas, if your insanity is caused by voluntary intoxication, you cannot use it as a defense. The prosecuted doctors testified that Andre was well aware that he was behaving wrongly and that his crimes may have been triggered by his Robitussin. His cough syrup. His cough syrup. Oh, for and his pot say. smoking. Now, the defense called the witness stand doctors who pointed to Andre's history of mental illness apart from any substances abuse. And hadn't the man just plucked out his own goddamn eye? Jeez. Now, when yeah, stayed, I think
1: that would turn the case would turn on that if oh, I was in the
2: jury. But, I would think was the state seriously suggesting that Andre's auto enucleation was a ruse? I think they were. I believe there was no. That's a far. That's, that's a little far to take. Did the prosecutors argued it was an impulsive act, Timmy? They did not dwell on it, of course. There's no retire- requirement that attorneys have to spend lots of time talking about evidence that hurts their case. They just said it was an impulsive act and moved on, Timmy.
1: Yeah, no need to dwell on the eye-plucking.
2: No, yeah, yeah, the eye-plucking. So uh, the jury moved on with him, And In Andre's insanity appeal was just tossed right out the goddamn window. He was found guilty. Four days later, sentenced to death, Timmy. Jesus. It turned out that an impulsive act, even coupled with orders from God and the removal of hearts, could not soften the punishment of for murdering three in Grayson County.
1: I mean, I, and I get that there were victims here, and it's sad, and it, you know, it's ter- It was a horrific. Yeah, thing. And
2: you know what? It's bullshit. You remember the guy? I don't know if you remember it, Timmy. The guy that killed the Procter and Gamble executive. Um, they were. This was years ago, but. They were having an affair. It was a young boy. They were gay. He. Was, mm-hmm. They were both gay. He was, But he was married to Procter & Gamble. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was crazier than hell to me, the mm-hmm. guy that killed him. He still... You know, still Friday Still did. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Well, I don't know if they ever fried him. They gave him a death penalty, though. Okay. Um, it's just... Um, Well, it turns out that an uh, impulsive act doesn't do you any good, so they gave him the death penalty. After three years on the road, there was little question that Andre was getting worse, and maybe it's more accurate to say that events were beginning to recur again. Andre had always believed in what we call deja vu, except he was convinced that he was reliving days and weeks in the totality. Oh, like um, Groundhog Groundhog Day. Yeah, 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 much like these podcasts, I (laughs) A year prior to the killings, he complained to his friends that he kept life kept repeating itself. That's how I feel every damn morning. I get up in the morning, I eat cream of wheat, I come in, I eat my wrap, I go home, and I well, I play with the dog. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty much like that. Every once in a while, I pluck out an eye. You know, (laughs) no, you don't. I don't go that crazy, but I will cut my fingernails. And since things were happening over and over again, it meant that they weren't really happening at all. Man, he had some philosophically deep shit here Timmy. if everybody's bad you know Mm -hmm. if if if, if, uh, well i mean there's just so many questions there we could do a whole class on andre's philosophy
1: we could but let's don't let's finish this one
2: i mean if 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 everything's happening over and over again are they happening at all think about that okay think about that it's now it doesn't help that you know we smoke weed before we started this podcast but shortly after his crime when he explained to the nurse that he and his wife weren't really dead he had said this is deja vu from all reality devil by late fall andre andre was acting much as he had in the weeks leading up to his crime he felt suicidal again asked for help but refused to take his meds now this is something you should do all the time devil Please take your meds before you yes, get here. please because I meds notice ready. on the days you don't take your meds, you're a little bit aggressive.
3: You know she is, but when I she bit th- you one time.
2: You bum fiddled me, devil. You bum fiddled me. No, I did not bum fiddle anybody. You did bum fiddle me. No, no, I bit you. Bum, you, that's a bum fiddle. What the Where fuck? you threw that stapler that time. Do you? Don't,
3: you don't know what bum fiddle is? But I missed.
2: Bum fiddle. Bum fiddle is to attack. Oh, for our listeners. Okay. you bum fiddled me, devil. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's why I think people will like this podcast, Colonel, because they always learn something from you. They do. Mm-hmm.
2: They, they always learn like something. Like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, read a book. Bum book. fiddle. Bum fiddle. Sounds like I played with his butt. Masticate. How hmm. many of our, our readers are out there masticating right this very minute? <laughs> And masturbating, right, this very oh, well. come on. Oh, come on. You know a lot of them. All right, back to Andre in death to, row here. A lot of them like to listen to the smooth tones of the colonel while they're going to bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. I will Where start
3: screeching like a howler monkey.
2: <laughs> oh, I, heard, I heard you a howler,
3: devil.
1: You know, if you masturbate you and of- you don't already have gonorrhea and you masturbate, <laughs> you won't get gonorrhea.
2: Yeah, it's true.
3: Those are good life tips, Timmy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and it's cheaper, much cheaper.
2: For uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this by late fall, Timmy. Okay. Andrea was acting as no no play straight. He had leading up to in weeks leading up to the crime in that shirt. He felt suicidal oh, again nicely. and asked for help, but he refused to take his meds. He stopped talking and wouldn't need. He came out to see his lawyer with scotch tape clumsily covering his mouth. He tries to
3: tell
1: and them. And insisted
2: on writing his answers on to her questions on a glass partition with his finger. Okay. Well, it was dusty. It's conceivable that his relapse was related to an incident in late November when he found himself in a cell next to an inmate who he swore was the Antichrist. This enraged Andre, who believed he had already done God's work in removing Antichrist from the earth. or How many Antichrist is God going to send him? Well, yeah. He's
1: <clears throat> never more than you can handle.
2: So perhaps what he did next, the things that got everybody's attention again, resulted from a combination of all these things. And what on did he, December. What did, he,
1: what did he do, Colonel?
2: December 29th, Timmy, 2008. A mittenless Andre ripped out his left eye, his uh, only eye, and then the sum bitch ate it.
1: <gasps> he takes out his second eye
2: and swallows it. I'll tell you what, couldn't be worse than squid. But All anyway. Right, so now, now, bl- now the blind motherfucker, he's stumbling across his cell, bumping into walls and shit. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Probably looking for some water Eatin to enough- wash yeah. that shit down. <laughs> Yo. <know, laughs> As he explained some days later, like he didn't cheese. want the government to read his thoughts. Well, that's so a, that's a good, he ate the right eye because he was certain they would figure out some way to put it back in. Yeah, he had said he had been reading the Book of Revelations, which he quit reading. Uh, an eye for an eye leaves what? everyone blind, Brandy. Except
1: for mm-hmm. one of the last, person. <laughs> yeah, except for the last. He had to quit. He had to quit reading it. He had to quit
2: reading it because you know he popped out his eye. Yeah. Well, they got him. So the he's big down book. to zero eyes. Have you ever seen a Braille edition <laughs> he of the is down Bible? He's down to zero eyes. <laughs> Have you ever seen a braille bible? I don't think so. No neither is Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I am serious. The motherfucker. Now you you know North College Hill, right though? No. They, you don't know North College Hill? But you though? make That's a fun. lot but of local, local references colleges. that most of our okay. listeners In our city that. we have Clover No Comfort for the blind. It is the largest publishing place for Braille documents or Braille books. Hey, they wonderful. publish Playboy, a Braille version of Playboy magazine there.
3: If I pop out my eye, can we finish this goddamn podcast? I'm just saying.
2: So do they make big breaths with the Braille if there's just yeah. the center phone? Well, you yeah. can feel around on it. The now that they got the 3D printers, you got, you got yeah.
1: Remember when they had sc- scratch and sniff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the
2: days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, always, I think they was using fish oil anyway all right so poor andre he'd been reading the book of revelations and then he felt he he became like keith richards and he got sympathy for the devil because it wasn't all satan's fault he said okay after all andre was supposed to have been aborted eight days after swallowing his remaining eye though andre reports that he was hearing voices including how do you pass an eye you don't you pass like anything else like I if you ate a I, cow i yeah, eye eye has or whatever. lots of fiber in it so lots of protein so yeah pro, so pres- he just ate it and then it came out the evaluation yeah. form company' accompanying these remarks indicates that he is not present presenting delusional or paranoid symptoms and that his insight and judgment is fair i really think that we need to Do revisit the <laughs> texas mental health system do you think his insight
1: and judgment is? Would you describe it as all? Fair? He has.
2: I think all he has is insight. <laughs> There's no outside. It's been nine years since the second eyeball incident, but Andre's prosecutors have not reported back about their record gathering or any subsequent evaluation. Texas continues to forcefully no, Andre's pursue Spock, Andre's afraid. execution. He's presently awaiting execution and is housed in just a four unit for psychiatric evaluation and treatment. He does not have a scheduled date of execution, but you can almost bet your ass lawyer that Texas is going to give him a shot. He'll never mm. see it coming. Mm-mm, no.
1: Randy, your final th- – well, they won't have to blindfold him. Your final <laughs> thoughts, Randy. <laughs> I wonder on if they'll do that. Andre – I don't know. This, this story is pretty sick. Your final thoughts on Andre.
3: I, you know, he was just – he was he was failed. He really, really was. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel bad. I do feel bad for him, but, you know – I mean, he fucked up, but...
2: I mean, yeah. I feel bad that he this killed... Is, this makes the case for institution. We deinstitutionalize this whole country. Now we got people like him just wandering around. We don't do anything for him, And sooner or later, they're going to do some really fucked up things.
3: Well, what's fucked up is he asked for help. He begged for help. Right. And nobody would help him. He comes in with a knife sticking out of him yeah. that he put there. Help me, Vivian. And,
1: and, you know, but, you know, we were talking off air. And although he, you know, obviously he's disconnected from reality it's almost you almost like if they execute him it's almost like it's it's doing him you're doing him a favor yeah Yeah. i mean you almost it's almost like a mercy uh, mercy killing i mean you know what i mean it's it's a real sad sad story but thank you karen barnes for that uplifting tale right um we would like to thank all of those of you who support us on patreon it means the world to us we've appreciate it very very much your generosity if you would like to support us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little
2: you can give a lot or or just a wee little bit to me say it slow colonel just the weed. What the fuck is wrong me. with you?
1: We're getting the female we get female listeners that tune in for the colonel's we sexy could, voice.
2: We could we could use your money, girl.
1: They just like it's just like a Ben and they walk among us. They they tune in to listen to Ben. Some of our female listeners tune in to listen to the colonel. Some yeah. of the guys tune in to listen to you.
3: Yeah. No
1: they but don't. uh Brandy, I'm yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh please, Brandy, tell us uh, give a shout out To our Patreon
3: supporters Got a voice like Marge Simpson's sister No you don't Your voice is fine uh, uh, James Seabright. Love your hair God damn it <laughs> Tommy Lane Jason Dykes Who just had a birthday uh-huh. uh, Recently Happy birthday Tommy uh, Terry Stafford Hey Terry Shelly Garrett uh, Bridget Clavy Brandy McBride Jennifer Savota Maggie Glover Mike Sadler Jamie Dent Maja, Tyrone, I gotta do a thing. And then I gotta do another thing. And then we're two things you're doing. And then now my things are done. Okay. Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson. uh, They walk among us with Ben and Rosanna, Lorna Violet, Mike Who named a
1: goat after me, by the way?
3: I got a goat
2: too, Cambo died, and my goat is still alive. My my goat's still alive. My, my goat's, no, your goat's thriving. Dead. Your goat's dead. My yeah. goat is not dead. Your, goat is, your goat, goat is dead. My goat is not dead.
3: Yeah, it is. It's Cambo's goat. dead. No. Yeah. All right, continue, Brandy. Whatever, dude. Your, the goat di- the goat died.
1: Kick the bucket.
3: Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Callie, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown with the Pleasing Terrors podcast. Hey, Mike. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup.
1: Sarah is the ambassador of our Facebook page. She is. does a wonderful job.
3: Joe at the Now American History podcast, who just got married.
1: Yes, congratulations, congratulations to Joe and Really, Sean. Joe got married? Joe and Sean, yes. Joe and Sean? Yes, congratulations, Do Joe. Do we know Sean? Have um, we approved of sh- Sean? Yeah, Sean is on the Now American History podcast. He's I his know, co-host. I know that. All right.
2: <laughs> but, I, but Joe did not... He didn't run it by us first. He doesn't have to run I mean,
1: it by you. I just <laughs> kind of
2: feel like he wanted, he would, he would, he the colonel do a ceremony. No. Uh,
3: Catherine. You're
1: ordained. Hmm? You are ordained.
3: Both of God us are damn ordained. Goddamn right, I'm ordained. It's not that big a deal. All right. Catherine Cock Garage Richardson.
1: It's a disgusting nickname, Catherine. It really is. You she really gave it to
3: herself. I love know. her heart. Fiona Crisp. Laura O'Reilly. Christine Bourgeois. Aaron. Kimberly Cameron. Elise. Uh, the History Goes Bump podcast With, with Diane, Diane Student, mm-hmm. yes, Annette Petray Lise, Jahara, Alicia and Chip Marika Smith Jeff and John Chestnut Who do Backroads to History and Poems by Jeff Yes And uh, Don just had a birthday So happy birthday to Don Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn Shirley Strapp Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson. And by the way, Shirley's not feeling well. So she get, is not feeling get well. Feel, get feeling better, uh, Shirley. We miss you. Uh, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Cindy Lou, Kristen Malachinsky, Heather Poole.
2: Malachinsky.
3: Malachinsky. Well, that's not what it says on my page. Heather Poole, Adam McWaters. The Vanished Podcast. Next
1: time I'll do these because I can pronounce things mm, better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're just on just
2: it. stumbling through it. like yeah.
3: The Vanished Podcast. Yes, with Marissa, Marissa. Jones. Marissa.
1: We're going to see her at CrimeCon in mm-hmm. Nashville in May.
3: Uh, Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee.
2: Christy. The, who is
1: also, who is oddly enough, does Canadian True Crime, but she's an Australian.
2: That's yeah. I, you know, I think there's some uh, false
3: advertising there with Christy. Yes. Insight with Charlie and Allie. Joe Clifford, Mistress Vader, Ron M- Monastrio. I don't know. I Ron, s- you hi, think Ron. Mistress there Vader
1: I is a dominatrix? Is. I believe she if is. If she's not, she I should she be. Is.
3: She really should be. Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Harrer, How I fuck that up every time. Cheryl Weldon, Nicholas, Ryan, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Michelle Johns, Clark and Diane Trowbridge. Yay, Clark. Beth Wallen, Andrew Scamell.
1: And uh, who's a really, really nice person,
3: Andrew. Yes. Michaela Waldstrom, Aaron Fowler, Leanne Flanagan, and Nicholas and Ryan. And, uh, of course, Lady Beverly, who is having shoulder surgery today. Day yes, or get, knee surgery. Sorry, yes.
1: Get red, uh, knee get surgery better. today, Lady Beverly. I hope to see you in May when I uh, hop over to across the pond. Across Ready?
3: the pond. I didn't know you were pond hopping yes, in May. May.
1: I'm going over and see Ben
3: and Rosanna. So and you're Matt, taking lots of trips in May.
1: Matt Johnson. Yeah, after a Crime Con, and then I'm going to see Lady Beverly. Amazing, uh, Lady Beverly. They don't know it, but well, they I'm don't. Gonna know look, I'm going to look in their windows. They don't know you're, else. <laughs> that you're going to try and
3: crash at their house. <laughs> you're in couch surf. Yeah, uh, Lady Beverly, Miss Dottie, my mom, who I love. Mm, but you keep trying to kill her. No, yeah, no, no, you a do. Lady and Rudy, the Wonder Dog.
1: I just want to say that um, we would love if you if you are um, listen to the podcast, we would love for you to join our Facebook page because you will find some of the nicest people in the world on our Facebook page. It's History Dweeves the podcast. Please join us because, am I right? Is these the nicest people you ever want
2: to meet? Right? You're right, you're right. Thank Some of them are okay.
1: Yeah. Would you pluck your eyebrows out or your eyes out uh, for any of them? I pluck um, my eyebrows out for them. a couple of them. There's a few
2: of them. Make me want to pluck my eyes out. Yeah, but eyebrows.
1: Overall, they're very nice people, and we love them. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on History Daves. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye-bye. Good day.